Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. Today, I'm going to dive into a short bonus episode for the week, and it's something that I have been thinking about a lot, especially over the past few weeks, but primarily over the past year, because this is the time of year I start to be very reflective, and I start to go, wow, what has happened over the past year? eight to 12 months, and what have I learned from it? And one theme that I have noticed has been really positive for me and something that inspired me to share with you guys is how mindful I have been in being selective with the people that I go to for advice or venting or whatever that is in specific areas of life. So I actually jotted down three areas of life that I find that most of us probably will go to our friends for when we are struggling with certain obstacles or conflict. And those three areas are friendships, romance, and career. What I mean by that is, for example, when you are having a conflict with a friend, Most of the time, you might go to another friend of yours to vent or ask for advice or their opinion, that kind of thing. Same thing with dating. When you're dating a new guy or maybe you are in a relationship, sometimes when you are struggling, you'll probably share it with your close friends, right? Because who else are you going to share it with? Or maybe your mom, who knows? And then, of course, the career, same thing. Now, I was thinking about... Now, the reason why I want to share this is because I personally think that a good chunk of the time, we forget to be mindful about the biases that certain people, our friends and our loved ones, that like what they already have in mind in that particular area of life. And so when you're not mindful of that and careful, you might notice friction when you talk to certain people about that area of life. Like they might give advice or opinion that is unsolicited or maybe that friend might give you advice that you feel like doesn't really match up well but now it bothers you because you heard the advice already or you heard the opinion and it doesn't really feel right or it doesn't feel objective is usually my perspective. So let me give an example in the romance and friendship area of life. Let's say you are going through a new dating experience or maybe you are in a relationship and you want to chat with your friends about something that's going on and you want to get their feedback. It's really important to be mindful of a few things. Number one, that is if you're sharing with 
super close friends, more often than not, they're going to cater their answer to support you instead of looking at it from an objective lens that enables you to maybe like have more peace as an outcome in whatever you are facing. So so to simplify that, what I really mean is think about the last time you brought up a situation to a friend and they completely catered the answer to make you feel better. You know, let, let's say someone did something maybe stupid to you, but, but truth be told, it was, it was whatever. Your, your friend is always going to be like, wow, fuck them. Like, that is so stupid, right? Like, they're going to side with you majority of the time. And in my opinion, I have to say that can be a crutch in the way you resolve things or the way you find peace in your life. Because if you have people always like validating your perspective or your your side, so to speak, you can never catch yourself where you need to improve. So I share this because my approach is actually to find people that A, have little to no emotional involvement in my particular situation that I'm trying to resolve. And and number two, it could be and or as well. Number two has the ability to look at the situation from an objective lens as possible or perhaps is notorious for playing devil's advocate. I have a friend who definitely will listen to this, um, is great at that. And I actually told her recently that that's why she's one of the very few people that I have shared a certain part of my life that I don't always share with other friends, not because my other friends are not as close. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that I know that she's pretty consistent with being able to look at it from a different point of view. And that's important for me because I don't want to always be right. I want rather, rather, I want to look at any situation, whether it's business or personal, I want to look at it from an objective truth lens and from there make the best judgment in how I proceed. Because if we always think that we are right or that someone else did us wrong, then we're kind of saying, hey, that's outside of me, so there's nothing I can do to be better or do better. Something that Gary Vee says, that I, and I like this guy a lot in terms of his mentality with business and entrepreneurship, a lot of it comes back to taking accountability for your own actions. Even if you are a business owner and someone that you hired, maybe let's just say it's Sally, you hired Sally and they made a mistake on something that was important, ultimately that is still your fault. And when you take accountability and you say, oh, that's my fault, that also puts the power in your hands to be like, hey, but since it's my fault and it's I take accountability for it, you have the ultimate opportunity to also take action or maybe lack thereof, maybe that's also another form of action, in order to positively move forward and improve. At the end of the day, 
you end up winning from that experience because in the long run, you can prevent that kind of mistake from happening because you took accountability for your own actions. So I bring it back into those three pillars, friendships, romance, and career, because I think most of the time, especially at this age, if you are listening, I'm assuming you're most likely in your 20s, (laughs) most of the time, us girls will chat with our friends at dinner, at lunch, at coffee. We're talking about a lot of silly shit that won't matter a year from now. But even worse, half the time, whether you're the friend or you're telling a friend about it, think about it. You're most likely siding with your friend or your friend is most likely kind of validating you in some way that doesn't allow you to walk away with knowing, okay, but how can I proceed from here? So be mindful of that. And if you know that certain friends, and and by the way, I want to add as well, those friends obviously love you and uh, they obviously want the best for you. But just like parents or your mom, for example, if you have a close relationship with your mom, a lot of times they're going to side with you because they want to make you feel good in the moment and they want to support you and hug you. But the hard part with that is this perception and notion of, oh, my friend, like, oh, she couldn't have made that mistake. Oh, like, Emily's not in the wrong. Like, I actually want a friend to call me out, uh, especially when I when I need that kind of tough love to be like, yo, Em, I totally see where, where you're coming from, but maybe so-and-so would feel better if you approached it this way, you know? So think about friends that you have right now that could potentially do that for you and maybe perhaps be selective with primarily only those people to open up to when it comes to needing advice or opinion. Obviously as well, if you go to therapy, I think that is a great place to share some of the obstacles that you are going through and most of the time therapists can and will give you objective advice and especially from a psychological lens or you know human behavior tendencies things like that and I personally love therapy I go to it about you know just depending on the season or time of life for me it could be every week it could be once a month it could be you know like it could be sporadic like where I don't really need someone consistently I think in those cases that's also a great place because again, friends are not meant to be people that you vent to or you always ask for advice from. But that's the key is that if you're selective with which types of people you ask advice from and in different areas of your of life, then that may be more beneficial for you. I think another great way to get clarity on advice and best opinions is to ask people that have either direct experience in what you're currently dealing with or let's say in a situation where you're dealing with someone or you're in a conflicting scenario whether it's like at work right maybe it's having conflict with a co-worker or maybe it's conflict with a boss or maybe it's conflict with a best friend conflict with an in-law conflict with a relationship partner Whatever that is, I also love the approach of trying to find someone that could feel almost 
exactly the same as the person that you're dealing with. So for me, a great example of that is, in my case, I am most of the time a very direct person and quite frankly, can be overwhelming or as a fellow ENTJ described it, uh, he describes us as a little bit abrasive. And so that's something that I keep in mind because I can certainly come off a bit abrasive if I'm dealing with someone that is more avoidant or someone that takes time before they respond compared to me where I have a tendency to respond way sooner than way later, you know? And so instead of going in a loop of getting annoyed and upset that people aren't resolving things quick or aren't finding solution as quick as I am, I tend to pause and I try to go, okay, you know what? Maybe I don't understand the perspective of this person. But the best way I can understand is to ask someone that has similar tendencies as them. I deal with this all the time. I've dealt with this in the workplace. I've dealt with this especially in friendships and of course in different romance experiences. And it has been such a unique learning experience every time I ask for advice from someone that could feel and process information in a very similar way as the person from the actual situation, I gain so much clarity. In fact, I go, oh my gosh, well, well, fuck, if that's the case, then that's no big deal to me. And it's very interesting because you realize when you get out of yourself, you go, wow, okay, it's not a big deal that they process information like this and that this, like a person or people need extra time to think things through thoroughly. In fact, I actually recently shared this with my therapist where I realized that for me, I might like to respond really fast because something or someone is important or it's a priority. And I used to struggle with this idea for some of my friends, right? If they didn't respond within a certain period of time, I would potentially get anxious or annoyed because I'm like, well, what the fuck? If I'm important, why aren't you responding sooner? And the irony to that, you guys, is that sometimes the fact of the matter is that because you are important to them, they are taking this much time because they want to be thoughtful with their response. To me, that was mind-blowing because I've expressed it on past episodes before when it comes to handling things in a direct way or what to do when you're dealing with avoidant people. That was a big struggle for me for a while, primarily in everyday relationships, because the logic behind taking longer time didn't make sense to me in regards to how important I am or whether I'm a priority to someone, because in my lens, I would likely handle something sooner if you are important to me. And the fact that I've heard from multiple different people, close friends of mine, that have told me, you know, I actually like to take X amount of time when it's such heated topic. And I would ask them why. Why is that you want to take that much time? 
and they would even tell me, I even want my friends or my business partner or my romantic partner, I would want them to take that much time too. And I, I would laugh at myself because I'm like, oh my goodness, I would probably be mildly anxious. I'd be a little bit annoyed rather. I don't know if anxious is the right word, but I, I would say I'm, I could get annoyed pretty easily and, and maybe even a little snappy. And it was something that I wanted to work on for a while. And when I heard it from a perspective of a close friend, for me, that made me go, wait a second, if so-and-so can, can process information like this and be patient with it, so can I. And that's the beauty of hearing things from a close friend's perspective that also has a different opinion than you or different approach than you because you realize they're human and they're your age and they are a close friend of yours and you love them to death, yet they have a different temperament than you. And it indicates to me, okay, someone else out there really does have a different approach than me. And if my close friend is one of those people, then of course, someone that I'm in conflict with could also have that different approach as well. So with that knowledge, I'm able to tap into the perspective and the shoes of the person I am in conflict with or maybe that I am in a situation with. And overall, it enables me to be more empathetic and compassionate and understanding, which I would argue because of today's like social media world and the technology, we can be a little bit impatient and a little bit snappy and very like, oh no, I'm right, you're wrong. Or like you start to point fingers way too fast without enough hardcore evidence or without a clear mind. And I try to prevent that as much as possible simply by going to a source that would have a very similar perspective or approach. And again, it doesn't have to be about conflict or, or anything that is actually heavy, but rather this can be helpful anytime you are struggling with an internal or external conflict, big or small. It can allow you to really get outside of yourself and realize the different approaches and perspectives that people utilize to handle any kind of situation. And that way it can make you more understanding and more thoughtful and realize like, you know what, at the end of the day, we're all human. None of us are perfect. And I'm going to do my best on my side because that is all I can control. That was all for today's bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed this. And as always, if you have been enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. And of course, if you have been curious about the What Fulfills You card game, the daily journal, and all of the new fall merch, you can check it all out at whatfulfillsyou.com. And because you are a podcast listener, you can get 10% off with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. Again, that's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Thanks again for tuning in today. I will chat with you all in the next episode.